Hey, it's Jeff. Thanks for downloading this podcast. And do yourself a favor to hit the subscribe or follow button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. A couple of quotes to start. Every lyric, every note, every performance comes from the heart. His powerful vocals and unique style will leave you inspired. I'm not sure who said that, but I'm glad they did. And they were accurate. As I look on his website, I see another quote. His voice is magic. (laughs) And then I look below to see who said that. It was me. Uh, After hearing him perform a couple of years ago as he was the returning winner of the live and original performance contest that we uh, did in Collingwood, Ontario, they called me and said, would you judge this thing? Because they knew I'd been in sort of the music and radio business forever and ever and ever. I get there. There he is. We'll talk about how, why, and, 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 and what went down. Jake Good. He's a self-taught singer-songwriter from Azilda, Ontario, Canada. Through the years, he's captivated audiences. He's played from amphitheaters to cafes all over the place with his raw vocal power and range. His ability to tell a story through his songs brings the listener through a journey of heartfelt emotions. We're getting into the bio-writing of the world of music. Uh, but it's true. He delivers soulfully, and he delivers right from the heart. Welcome, Jake Good. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks Pleasure for, to be here. Thanks for wearing uh, one of my Records and Rockstar shirts the other night on stage. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to be there, so I had to, well, had to you said, shirt and represent, man. It was cool of you. Yeah, I was, I was, I was surprised. I'm always surprised when I see one. <laughs> They've shipped you know, to faraway places like you know, London, England, and Sweden. And uh, I see one in Collingwood, Ontario. It, it kind of shocks me, so thanks. No, no problem. Thank you for the shirt. I had the Crook Brothers from Johnson Crook act kind of as the uh, tourism board for where they're from, Minnedoza, Manitoba, in the previous episode, episode 54 of this podcast. Yeah. It's your turn, Jake, to do the same for this place known as Azilda, Ontario. <laughs> if if you're promoting Azilda, what do you have to say about it? Uh, it's a beautiful place. Bilingual, it's very French as well. Where is it? Uh, it's just outside of Sudbury in Ontario. Um, we're known for potholes in Sudbury. Uh, but aside from that, the uh, the town of Vizilda is probably about fifteen minute drive. Nice, quiet town. It's a it's a beautiful place. In what direction? Uh, you're going northeast, I believe. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> don't know. How about you were that? born there, or you were raised <laughs> yeah, there? I was you born and raised. You don't yeah. still live there? I do. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice little spot. Azilda. So, if people are from Azilda, do they say they're from Sudbury? Uh, yeah, pretty much. They usually, always say Sudbury. But it, it gets people to ask questions. Where the heck is Azilda? And there it is. There's got to be a song. I mean, there's a great song called Minidoza. Actually, Azilda, I believe, was uh, one of the first uh, people living there. Oh, was a name. Belanger. Yeah. What a lovely name. Yeah. Like old school names like Myrtle. Yeah. You don't hear people use Myrtle. No, anymore. but there's also a Myrtle Beach. Well, yeah, that kind of uh, yeah romanticizes yeah. it a bit. What's your middle name? Uh, there's a few. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, there's. Uh, they're all French. That's uh, name them. Tell us. Jacques, <laughs> Lucien, Lucien, Joseph. Really? Yeah. Well, they just like kept naming names and put them all on your birth certificate. Yeah, it was. Uh, they had names in a hat. <laughs> and they'd shake it around and just pick one. <laughs> I like the name Jake Good. Jake Good Music would be. Uh, where to find you on social media. Yeah. I like that, you know, good good music that was uh, well-conceived. Thank you. <laughs> um, Christmas in July. And what I mean by that is 
it's July right now. Take us back to Christmas and how old you were when you got something that changed your life. A few months prior, I was going out shopping. Not shopping, just looking around with my dad. And uh, we kind of stumbled into a music store. How old were you? I was 17. And uh, A late start, really. Yeah, well, I mean, I'd been writing poetry since I was nine. Okay. But uh, I've been playing hockey my whole life. So music really didn't take precedent until uh, a little later. But... 17 years old, we walk into the store and there's this BC Rich Warlock guitar. If you don't know what that looks like, it's like the, uh, it's got four sharp edges sticking out, very metal. Yeah, it looks like an axe. Yeah, and uh, it just caught my eye. I loved it. And I I didn't even know how to play guitar, but I just wanted it. (laughs) So uh, my parents, I guess, decided to buy me this guitar. It literally changed everything. I spent hours and months and years just playing this guitar, not knowing what I was playing, because um, I, I didn't know theory. I still don't know theory. Uh, I just played by ear, and it was all self-taught in the um, in my bedroom. I would just sit there and play the guitar over and over and over. And <laughs> again, it sounded atrocious, and my parents were probably blocking their ears most of the time. And you played it through an amp. Yeah, it came with a little, this little square cube, like a. Tiny little thing. So yeah. so you hadn't played acoustic before that? No. So going from electric to acoustic, what was that transition like? Because a lot of people Dude, go the yeah. other way, right? Yeah, well, the strings are thicker on an acoustic. Yeah. So when I went to an acoustic, my hand was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> this isn't easy. <laughs> yeah. But um, you've mastered the acoustic since then. Well, rhythm-wise. I feel like I'm strong rhythm-wise. Yeah. But uh, there's... This, Putting feel into the music is what I think I've, I've gained through the years. But uh, if you asked me to do a solo, um, you'd get a one-string <laughs> ding-along. You hire a guy for exactly. that. <laughs> exactly. As I understand it, from your gig last night, you were at Crowbar in Collingwood. Yeah. And we talk a lot about this place because it's a premier music venue in Collingwood, Ontario. And uh, Johnson Crook were headlining there last night. And you sat in for the podcast we recently did in episode 54 with those boys. Yeah. And they got a feel for what you do. And and they dig it as much as you dig them. So they invited you to come and do a couple songs last night. Tell us about that. That was was quite the experience. I mean, these guys are are professional artists, right? These guys are rocking it. They're really good players. And... um, they had that bar, the, just the people around the stage, everyone's dancing, having a great time. They, they put on a heck of a show. And um, they just, they wanted to play some tunes. So they <laughs> asked me, and then they learned a song. I want to say that they even got to learn it. They just knew it. Uh, one of my original songs, you know, we just... They probably heard it once and went, okay, yeah, got it. Yeah, they heard it right before the their show. And uh, I jumped on stage, and we ripped through the tune. And uh, we just had a blast. And then we did a cover as well, but uh, and that was just something else, man. And the crowd just dug it. It was just really awesome. <laughs> what cover did you do? Uh, we did Stand By Me. Will you do that today? I can definitely do that today, S- yeah. Since you brought your not-BC-rich guitar? I <laughs> still have it, but... Uh, What's the guitar you're playing today? Uh, I've got two. I've got my Taylor uh, 810CE, which is uh, probably my favorite guitar I've ever played, to be honest. Um, it's my baby, I guess. Uh, and then I have a Washburn 12-string. Sweet. Yeah. Will, will you play them both? Uh, yeah. Not at the same time? 
Uh, I could try. <laughs> That'd be weird. It might not sound good at all. Um, so you'll do a couple of originals and uh, and a cover. Yeah. Stand by me. I mean, you can't get more classic than that. The Benny King song. That's a beauty. Um, I've heard you do it live before. Yeah, you really nail it. So that'll be nice to hear. Um, and 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 the two songs come from your most recent record. Tell us about that record. Uh, so this uh, this record is in the works for a long time, a few years, I guess. Um, and I'd never actually dug in and just said all right let's record an album like it's time to make a push i connected with some guys from north bay and uh ben leggett uh recording we sat in and he just started really helping me produce what was going to be called the album this is me actually during the recording of the album i, I didn't have a title for the album and i uh i received a, a phone call from a, a fellow musician was just talking about the possibility of taking a different route with um, with, with the label on a development uh, deal. And I wasn't ready yet, but... You didn't think you were ready. I didn't think I was ready for this change in direction. And um, they weren't sure what I was as an artist. They couldn't, they couldn't find a label for you? Exactly, yeah. And because he sounds soulful. Is it folk? Is it rock? Is it country? What is it? Everyone needs this label sometimes. Yeah. And I was... What did you call yourself if someone said, what kind of music do you do? I play music. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I um, write songs. Exactly. You want to hear one? <laughs> yeah. And that's where the, the title for the album came from. After that phone call, I just sat down with, uh, with Ben and I just said, I think I'm calling this album, This Is Me. This Is Me. These are my songs, and they're not all the the same technical genre. Yeah, um, but it's uh, they're all you. It's still Jake Good, right? Jake Good music. Yeah, but if you've pushed to it now, yeah, put you on the spot. File under is is what people used to say. File under the you would get that direction when when records would come from a label and, yeah. and be distributed and go into a record store. They would say file under you know rock, pop, jazz, classical. And you know subgenres from there. What would you have, what would you be pushed to say? I think it it would have to be pop, just based on my voice alone. Pop is just you know popular. Exactly. But pop has a negative connotation to I some know, people. I know. Because they go right to Bieber and and the like. Not that Bieber hasn't got a lot of talent. He's a little prick, <laughs> or he was just a little prick. He's grown up a lot. We were all little pricks when we were young. Yeah, and you get that kind of money at that age. I mean, come on. Yeah, how could you so. not be a little prick? Yeah, <laughs> um, but where were we? Pop, popular, popular music. I'm, I, I shouldn't push you to to come up with that because, like you said, this is me. Yeah. Listen to the record if you like it. And, uh, tell your friends if you don't. Uh, whatever. Yeah, and I, the listener can decide. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Whatever they feel it is, it will be that to them. So more memories, uh, yours most importantly, of when and where and how we converged rather unwittingly a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I got invited to do something, and so did you. Tell us your exactly. perspective. The live and original music series, which uh, in 2016, um, I was uh, chosen to come and play this event. And what I loved about the, the concept of it was it was literally based on original music. There was no covers. It was what you wrote and who you are as an artist and a performer. Right before this event is going to start, I got a phone call. And I find out, like, I literally just pulled into the hotel parking lot. And I get a phone call, and it's my job letting me know that I no longer have a job. <laughs> so, what was the gig, by the way? Uh, Could you say? 
Well, I was kind of jumping from a job to another job. Yeah. And the other job was, a, I guess, a, a news uh, entity. Um, news? Like writing? Or yeah, like news. Broadcast media? Oh, okay. Social media thing. I see. And um, they uh, let me know that the position wasn't available anymore. <laughs> so I was stuck without a job. And that was my mindset going into this. I'm thinking, you know what? Things happen for a reason. Yeah. This is a sign. You know, I got to go and lay it all out on the line and rip <laughs> these dunes, man. And uh, I just went and I just left it all out there on that stage. And um, How many did you play? Uh, well, you played two songs. Two songs. Two original songs for to an start. audience of... Uh, it was the Gaiety Theater. Okay. Legendary uh, Gaiety Theater. So who, yeah. who comprises the audience? There's judges, I guess. Yeah, there was three judges. Yeah. Um, which led us to meeting the next year. The next uh, year, there were yeah, also well, we three were. or four judges, and that included you because you won that year. Exactly. You won. Yeah. Were you shocked that you won? Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of music through the years, and winning something never really happened, but it didn't <laughs> matter, right? Because I was, I was playing music, and that's what I just You're winning felt. in and of itself virtual, by virtue of the fact that you're playing what you want. Exactly. Cool. But yeah. then to win a contest is kind of neat, too. What was the prize uh, the prize was uh, $3,000, which was amazing because that went into uh, This Is Me, the album. Oh, good. Yeah, so it, it carried itself into another project. Money is always a good idea when you're, uh, no matter what you do. Exactly. When someone hands you money, you're thankful. Oh, grateful. <laughs> grateful. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it changes things. It, sadly, it's, it's what can help make or break somebody uh, in the sense that it gives you opportunity, right? I think the good news in that, and I agree with you, but uh, the really good news is that a guitar or a piano or whatever choice of instrument you, you make and your voice and your creativity, there's not a massive investment in at least that, in at least that, that start of, I've got this thing in my hand, I've got my thoughts, I've got my ability, here we go. Yeah. It's not like you have to invest in a, a, a massive amount of equipment. No. But to make a record, that's another story, because you do have to have a studio and some competent people behind the board to help you realize your dream. Exactly. So you do need the dough. So the 3K went towards making This Is Me? Yeah, it was part of it. Um, I was also selected by uh, the Ontario Arts Council Good for the uh, Northern Arts um, grant, mm -hmm. which really helped exceed my expectation for what I'd have to create this album. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Ben brought in a bunch of guys from North Bay that I hadn't really met before. And then um, we just got together and created this album. I want you to play a song. So like we said, you'll do a cover and two originals. What's the first original you want to do? Uh, I think I'm going to do Tethered to the Moon. Tethered to the Moon. Yeah. That's very poetic. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of moon references that swirling about. People really go to that in their memes on social media, in their conversations. Women in, in particular, I find, my girlfriend's always about the moon, the phases of the moon, what they mean, okay. um, what a blue moon is, the harvest moon. There's so many types blood of moon moons. And blood moon. I know. Um, <laughs> I don't know all the uh, the moon quotes and all that stuff. But, but why tethered to the moon? Tell us a bit about it before you play it. Uh, I mean, originally it was co-written with my brother, Rob. And um, I've, I've always had an obsession with looking above the earth right looking out to the stars and i mean that's kind of where you go to dream right you're just talking to the universe i guess 
Um, but the moon is that big, bright light in the sky, and you just, I don't know, it's, it's got an attraction to it. It's just that feeling of, I don't know, just being tethered to that moon. I just feel like there's a connection. That's what it is, and it's a love song on top of that, and it's uh, kind of blending in a few different little stories that come together. It's a hell of a song. Play it for us. Jake Good. Jake Good is here, and that's uh, one from his album, This Is Me, Tethered to the Moon. I'll get you to do another original in a minute, and then you can do the cover. Thanks, Great. thanks, man. That was no. sweet. Thank you. Recent gigs mentioned I caught you at Blue Mountain Village for the Peak to Shore Festival, and you nailed it. I, I had gotten hold of you earlier that day, Jake, and said, when are you on? And you said, from six till eight. And I said, who plays two hours? How did that go down? Um, well, originally they had asked me to come in for 45 minutes. And then they uh, 
called me back and said, do you want to play an extra set? So as a musician, I'm traveling a few hours and I, I just want to play music. So of course I'm going to take that offer, <laughs> play some music, even though we got rained on. Oh, you got rained on a bit. Yeah. So it turned into a 45 minute set. Oh, after all that. After all, yeah, it, it did. But uh, <laughs> Well, I showed up just in the right time. Because exactly. It was, it was beautiful by the time I got there. Yeah, yeah, the sun just came out and then it just... Let's talk about other gigs, interesting gigs. I understand you uh, you had an interesting one or, or an interesting patron uh, at a place in Timmins. Yeah. What um, happened? <laughs> well, usually uh, what happens when I play shows, it's, it's always original music. And it's been like that since I started playing music. Um, anytime I get asked to play somewhere, I let them know beforehand that it's going to be maybe one or two covers, but the rest of it is on my music. And uh, <laughs> being in Timmins, um, <laughs> this... I play a few songs and this girl just starts yelling out and she's she had a few drinks. No, nah. she uh, oh of course right. <laughs> Went <laughs> so, in Timmins. Exactly, um, lively bunch though. But mm. they uh, this girl in particular kept yelling at me to play some some Tom Cochran, mm -hmm. and um, of course <laughs> I play originals and I, I've never really learned one. But um, for the rest of the night, I would look at this girl and. I'd point her out and I'd say, and this one's for you. And I'd pause. I said, another original. <laughs> and then I'd keep playing and the girl would laugh, but then she was kind of getting a bit irritated. But near the end of the night, I play my last song. And of course, the girl that's been heckling me to play covers turns around and says, encore. <laughs> I want to hear one more original song. <laughs> <laughs> Great ending. Yeah, so it uh, it was quite the experience, man. To, to have someone completely changed and by the end of my set, wanted to hear my music. You remind me of a, a live album by Queens of the Stone Age, and uh, and Josh, homie, he he introduces three or four songs in this in this live record by saying, "This is a song." For you, <laughs> which is just funny to me. Yep. It's for you, for anyone in the audience, it's for and you. I've seen those guys live too, man. Me too, man. What a great Unreal. band, those guys killer. Yeah. And make it with you is one of my favorite grooves. You know, when a song has a groove, I think of the Stones, "Slave." I think of "Make It yeah. With You." Those songs that just kind of have that 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 sexy ride about them. Yep, that deep feel. Right. There's a lot of feel in what you do, and why don't you do another original for us? What do you want to do from the record? Uh, I'm going to play something called Sleep Talking. Go for it. It's Jake Good. Sleep talking yesterday A girl in love's name Nowhere to be found You gently tiptoeing Asking questions like Who am I tonight? But I still haven't figured out Who I am And I Miss you in the morning yeah. I Miss you all the time
Jake Good, sleep talking. Are you prone to doing such a thing? What about sleepwalking? No, that's a fever. That's uh, I wouldn't want to sleepwalk. I did as a kid. I think a lot of people grow out of that. Yeah. My parents said I used to go outside. Oh, boy. Go try to piss in the garbage can, which is interesting. <laughs> it's often when you have to pee as a child. Yeah. You, you end up, you know, going yeah, you to the bathroom, up. but you don't wake up. Yeah. I would pee in the hamper at the end of their bed. I would pee in the garbage cans. A lot of peeing. Yeah, the body knows it needs to go to the washroom. And one morning they laughed. They said, you, you, we were laughing at you because you said you were going to Buffalo to pee, evidently. <laughs> Presumably. Going to teleport. <laughs> I haven't done that in a while, thankfully. <laughs> Do you remember the song? Sleep, walk, Ultravox. Serena Ryder, there's a name, a Juno-winning, wonderful, kind good-looking, well-voiced, record-making star. Powerhouse. Powerhouse, she is that. Yeah. And and, and she goes out with uh, Colin from uh, uh, The Trues. Oh, there you go. They're a couple. Okay. I think, last I checked. Okay. I was at the Dakota, a place I think that you need to play, and, <laughs> and I think that you need to take up Johnson Crook and their offer to back you. When you get a band of that caliber that says they want to back you at a gig, that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, there's not really any words, right? It's right. just, again, grateful. I got to that from thinking of seeing Serena and Colin at a gig there. They were watching someone, and uh, they just look like the sweetest couple on earth. Talent. So, that kind of talent, and you on the same stage one night. Tell us about you, Jake Good, working with Serena Ryder. Yeah. How, why, where? Uh, kind of came out of nowhere. It was uh, a little contest she was running. Um Come sing a duet with Serena Ryder. Really? Yeah. Where? And she was coming to Sudbury. Um, or Zilda's. Well, no, she was actually playing in Sudbury. <laughs> yeah. I was driving in from Zilda. But, uh, yeah, so you had to record doing the duet with her. And send it and in. And put it on, on YouTube. Really? Yeah, and then they'd check it out. Um, and you won. Yeah, it was. You're a contest winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're more than that. But yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, who, who wins one, let alone two? Yeah, so you went on stage with her. Yeah, so we sang this song, and it, I don't know, man, it was something else. Because that was a little earlier in my my music years, and getting to stand on a stage with someone that was, and is, so powerful, 
and her vocal range is unbelievable. Her presence on stage is... How much time did you get with her before you sang? None. None, zero. You sort no, of No, we didn't meet down. until we were on stage. Oh, now. my gosh. Yeah. So, and we didn't even really meet when we were on stage, right? Because you're somewhat... We're next to each other, but... You're doing your uh, thing? She's exactly, doing her thing? We're each oh, doing her own thing. And, and, and you would call it a success? Oh, it was unbelievable. God. Yeah, it, the uh, the crew seemed to be extremely excited. Were you nervous? Uh, at first, I was. But then as soon, like, it's just like any other show. As soon as you step on, you just become that person. Once you're in, you're in. Yeah, you become the, the artist. And then and then she continued with her show, and then you met her after? Yeah, yeah, we hung out backstage for a few minutes and uh, <laughs> got to shoot the breeze. Do you remember what she said? The first thing she said to you after you'd already done the song with her? Uh, actually, when I was leaving the stage, her words were... He's going to be a star, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to be a star. <laughs> That's really great. Yeah. No one would just so, throw that out there unless they actually felt it. Yeah, it was uh, an in-the-moment thing. <laughs> it was a, an incredible experience. The post I made the other day, uh, having seen you on stage as a solo artist at Blue Mountain, part of the Peak to Shore Festival, I said, he's bound to see or bound to be on bigger and bigger stages. So a lot of us believe in, in you as, as an artist that is going places. You mentioned earlier about writing songs. The boys in Johnson Crook told me about uh, the Socan House, and yeah. there's one in L.A., as I understand it, and there's also one in Nashville. Yep. And they allow artists to go down there and spend up to two weeks multiple times but in two weeks stints yeah. uh, in this house where you get fed and roofed as it were <laughs> room and board um, exactly. and, and it gives you a chance to write with like-minded musicians from wherever yeah so that's something you should look into because uh, the collaborative process as you know is is incredibly important and valuable to any artist some of the greatest songs came from multiple uh, people collaborating yeah different visions on songwriting in general you mentioned you wrote with your brother um yeah. is there anything on the the record that you had assistance with um writing wise no the album is basically my songs that i'd written through the years ah. uh, but tethered to the moon the lyrics were written uh originally by my brother and it was actually called tethered to the sun <laughs> yeah but you had more of an affinity or connection the to the moon. moon it's got a better ring to it when you're singing it right yeah so tethered to the sun <laughs> yeah just well the rope would be you know burnt up I think, exactly right? i wouldn't make it yeah it would, it would, you'd have to get a really strong rope for the tethering to the sun yeah and the moon's Weird. got no gravity so i think i'd just float around you know <laughs> you know a cool song about the moon was shame on the moon bob seeger covered it i can't recall who did it first it's a beautiful song if you're into moon songs, and I know you are. What yeah. else? The Whole of the Moon by uh, Waterboys is another great song. Okay. My brain's going to the opposite. I'm going to the sun. I apologize. Moon Shadow. This is a little goofy, but a big hit. Moon Cat Stevens. Moon River. Moon River. Frank Sinatra. There's a Moon River on the way up to where you live. Is there not? Where's Moon River? Uh, there's Moonlight. Uh, we have a moonlight beach. Well, there's a moon river somewhere in Ontario that I've passed many a time in car trips and motorcycle trips, Moon River. Who did that? Andy Williams did Moon River, as I recall. Speaking of covers, why don't you do yours, the one you've chosen to do, that yes, you do so well? It's a go-to. How long have you been doing it? Why is this song special to you? Uh, I've been probably playing this one for about five years, at least. 
and it's that song that sneaks into my set every set I play. When I was a kid, like growing up listening to music, my dad was always listening to, you know, like the Kinks and ACDC and all these other major rock bands. But then there was the soul side of uh, Benny King and Stand By Me, and that song just. It hit me when I was a kid. I absolutely loved this song. And um, again, I didn't know what I was playing when I was playing guitar. So I would accidentally come across chords. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds like Stand By Me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then it just started growing. And I feel like I've slightly made a few little changes on the way that I deliver it. But um, it's by far my favorite song. And um, I just love playing this song. It's Jake Gooden, Stand By Me. Find him and everything he does musically at Jake Good Music. And that's episode 55 of the Records and Rockstars podcast. Thanks for coming. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Always a pleasure. Do come back. This podcast brought to you by the Collingwood Live and Original Music Initiative. 
with opportunities for music creators to connect and collaborate and maybe write together in a house in Nashville. Who knows? Cultivate your craft with like-minded people. Collingwood Live and Original, bringing musicians together and supporting the creation of music. Go to liveandoriginal.ca for everything on that. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.